looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. We got to take care of some uh, family business here, Ross. Oh no! We what's, get going. what's going on with the family? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy this song makes you happy, doesn't birthday. it? Does that puts me in a good mood? I you want to do. I gotta give the uh, birthday shout out to Hollis, Hollis. my six-year-old today. Six. Happy birthday, Hollis! Hope you don't listen to the podcast. Right after this song, stop listening because we're gonna play something dirty. (laughs) All right, Hollis. Daddy loves you. Mommy, shut it off. They don't listen anymore after this. Remember last time I played that? You didn't. You didn't know that song. I know, and I love it. Look, look. I'm doing. Look. See what I'm doing? Don't fade out. That's a out. good fade out. That's fade a out. real good fade out. You like that? Yeah. You got mad at me when I just abruptly yeah, stopped something. Yeah, don't do that. It makes my DJ bones hurt. We have stuff to talk about today, including, Hi, including, including the, uh, we're going to talk about the Mississippi River and uh, <laughs> toy boats. We just had an interesting conversation about that. But my goal today was to, to solve all of the problems that are going on. Well, right? we're so close in the world to solving all the problems. I feel like the Wait, final but, touch just needs to be put on it. But see, mark. I found somebody that is going to solve all the problems. I think he goes by the name. Listen for yourself, but this is a, a television interview that I'd sent you earlier. The guy they're interviewing goes by the name Big Dick something. No, from Cincinnati. I, I, no, no, big. <laughs> <laughs> we can debate his name here in a second. But here's a, here's a clip. It's about a minute long. This is a live television interview. And, and this guy... This guy nails it. This guy at the end nails what we all need. Yeah. So, uh, listen to the name. Hi, what is your name? My name is Big Dick Daddy. And I'm from Cincinnati. Big Big Daddy from Cincinnati. Absolutely. I saw you making some gestures at the police. I was wondering what's going on. What's going on here today? Well, the cops shot somebody down here a couple nights ago. And they're going to just walk away like it's no big deal and and, and people like these fine folks right here say no it's enough 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 give us a reason give us an excuse and and uh we want to hold somebody accountable okay you can't just go around killing people can you i can't i know i can't i mean there's lots of people sure i'd like to put a stick in but you know how long is all this going to go on it's gonna go on till it's over. Till it's over. What's gonna make this over? What are there? De- are there specific demands that, that these people want that you and these fellow people want? I would like to have some pussy, and and that would make it over for me. Some real good pussy. Well, have a great day. Thanks for your time. Okay, thank you. Sometimes Ross, when the world is falling apart, 
All right. You need somebody like big, big dick daddy from Cincinnati to cut through and clarify what the heck's going on. I know one of your gripes has been like, what are the demands? What do they want? Well, big dick daddy. He laid it out there. He wants some pussy and he'll be fine after that's over. I like how the, the I'm pretty sure his name is Big Dick Daddy from Cincinnati, all right? And she says, Big Big Daddy from Cincinnati. I think, I don't know if she caught the caught the name right or just didn't want her to have to repeat it on that air. clip is so amazing. Big Dick Daddy from it's, Cincinnati. It's so good. For a while, you're like, you know what? He For being drawn over drunk. Yeah, there's video of this. Yeah, he's actually like giving you a pretty comprehensive uh, uh, you know, synopsis of what's happening. What, what are, what's happening out here? These people are angry. They're angry because these guys did this thing and they don't have anybody else to be angry at and they want to hold somebody accountable and they think that there's a double standard and, and, and we, we're all seeing it and we just don't know what to do about it and go, okay, well, what do you need to see to what, what's going to have to happen? Yeah. I need some pussy. Yeah. And he'll, like the world would be peaceful, dude. That's all that he needs. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he found some too. hundred percent. So, so uh, you know, just remember there are answers to this, but everyone's answer is a little bit different. And that's what that particular individual wanted. Let me ask you this question. Put a stick in somebody. What? Uh, I mean, I can, I can guess what that means. Is, is that, a, is that a phrase you're familiar with? Yeah, that's a hardcore man. That's uh, that 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 one doesn't uh, doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, first day in uh, in kindergarten, right? You learn that one. Yeah, yeah. Put a stick in them. It probably means, I think Big Dick Daddy's put a stick in a few things before Pete, uh, Mark is what I'm trying to say. Is that a shiv? Is that a? Yeah, that's the way I take that. When he says that, put a stick in somebody, I knife? think it means yeah, stab somebody. Oh yeah, he probably has done that before. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed that. That is th- fantastic. That Big. Big Dick Daddy from Cincinnati. So before we do try to solve the world's problems today, which I guarantee listen, if you're listen, listening, we're Dick, not doing it. Big but, Dick Daddy just did it. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll have to try to top him. So you and I just had an interesting conversation. This is what this podcast is about. You just, it's why you tune in, people, right? You don't know what we're going to talk about. So right now we're going to talk about dropping toy boats in the creeks and floating them on down in the Mississippi. So the premise is this, and then you got an expert on the line to I actually, did. I, actually yep. talk about yep. this. I asked the question... How long would it take to float a toy boat, like a child's toy boat, uh, from Ankeny, Iowa? So this would be uh, near my house is Otter Creek. Otter Creek connects to Four Mile Creek. Four Mile Creek connects to the Des Moines River. The Des Moines River connects to the Mississippi and Mississippi to the Gulf. How long would it take a toy boat to get from my house to the Gulf of Mexico or the ocean? We'll call it the ocean. So uh, that was one question. How long would it take? And then the other question is, would it even be possible? I Meaning, wouldn't the thing get stuck on its way? So we actually phoned an expert on this, or much of an expert as you can have on a topic like this. Ross, what, what was the conclusion? Okay, what, what were so we told? we'll say, first of all, we reached out to Jeff Kapaska. Jeff is the head biometrician for the Iowa DNR. This guy's a code br- for smart guy. Brilliant guy. You know Jeff. You played softball with him. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, yeah, really, really smart guy. Really tall. Too. Real tall guy, right? Real bald guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Jeff is the, I believe the head biometrician is his is his title for the Iowa DNR. Either way, smart dude. And when it comes to stuff he, he's, like. He's the type of guy, by the way, um, 
that would tell you what type of fish are in every pond in Iowa. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He knows that yes. type of thing. Yeah. And can break down. Well, we have the Iowa Fishing Report podcast we do with the DNR. I host yeah. that with Jeff and Tyler Stubbs. And we actually did that in June's podcast. He starts to break down a little bit about like, uh, yeah, yeah, species structure within each pond and what how you can tell why Clear Lake is such a phenomenal fishery because it's got mm-hmm. a varying degree of species because the water quality has changed over the years. This is a brilliant guy. So, yeah, we were here, sitting here, a bunch of idiots, well, 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 water molecules and plastic boats and, like, no, yeah. stop. Yeah. Let's call somebody that might know. And Jeff didn't know, but he gave us some really good information. So let's first talk about an actual, just a water molecule. You take an ice cube and you throw it into Otter Creek. It melts and becomes one with the water. Yeah, it becomes one with the water, and these water molecules roll down, okay? So... The first thing that's going to happen is it's going to roll at that creek's pace, and it's going to get to Four Mile Creek. It's going to get to the Des Moines River, not exactly raging down, uh, down, down the line here. But the first thing that can happen is it could 0.0001% chance that that molecules, that ice cube, are going to get sucked into the water treatment facility and will be turned into drinking water. Now, even in that case, that drinking water, as we all know, will eventually get excreted from your body back into, and it will be dis- de- deposited through the treatment facility back again, into the river. back into the river, and it will just take a little bit longer for all yep. that process to happen. But let's say the other 99.99% of those water molecules flow down the Des Moines River, and then the first thing that they would encounter would be the kind of the, the lock, and dance, lock and dam system that we have here in Des Moines, as it would roll through Carlisle and all that. Some turbulence, but not really slowing things down a lot. The big slowdown would come when you got to Red Rock which is the giant reservoir, a lot like Sailorville. It's a part of the river. It's just a g- one giant hole that the river gets to fill and flood so that it, it can prevent flooding. I didn't know this, but uh, KK, our beloved uh, person here at Charterhouse, uh, grew up on the shores of Red Rock, literally like really close to the lake. I didn't know that. Uh, wow. I knew she grew that's, up in Keokuk, or uh, Knoxville. In Knoxville, Knoxville. Yeah. But, yep, way. but yeah, I knew that. I didn't know she was like a stone's throw away. Red Rock is... When you fly into and out of Des Moines, I feel like that is a lake. You can you, you see that body of water, and you've probably thought to yourself, what in the hell is that? Yeah. Like, that's it. There's a giant lake that close to Des Moines. It's enormous, and mm-hmm. it's just a giant. And, and especially when the, wa- when the river is high and it floods all those little outlying areas. Holy cow. So the water gets caught in there for a month or more. Finally makes its way through that. Then it starts to go at the river's pace, really kind of unimpeded through that southeastern corridor of Iowa. It rolls all the way down along that stretch, that weird that weird part of Iowa down in the southeast corner that is jagged mm-hmm. all the way uh, yep. t- into Illinois. That's the river. Runs right into Mississippi. Now, along the Mississippi to St. Louis, you've got about another six areas that are just like the... Red Rock area, these reservoirs where the water is going to take a month or longer in each one of these pools, six to eight of them. It's just going to churn and churn and churn. That's just between Iowa and St. Louis. Is that um, like within the river itself? Within the river itself. Okay. Because yeah. when most people think about a river, you just think it's a river. It just flows and goes right to the Gulf. You don't yeah, think about all the stuff that's in it. We're, so, part of it. we're, we're lied to here in Des Moines. 
You know what I mean? We we have this idea that a river has these nice, pretty concrete banks, and and it stays in the same spot. Yeah. And, it, and you know, yeah, it might go up and down a few feet, but the width never changes. Yeah. Uh, that's not a river. Yeah. Like we're you're calling the Des Moines our symmetrical Des Moines River a, a fraud? A total fraud, as far as rivers <laughs> okay. go. All as right. far as a river runs through it, type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you if you in fact a better example of what it's like is down in St. Louis. When you go down in uh, to the arch and you go look at that, you can really see how it's hard to tell which is the actual river. There are so many little pools and streams that dive off and islands that exist in the middle of it. Yeah. Long islands that make you, can trick you into thinking it's two rivers com- converging back into one. Nope, it's one river that just divided yep. around this huge landmass. Yep. So there's all that stuff. But basically, to answer the question, Kapaska says it would take several months for uh, that water molecule to get to the Gulf of Mexico. But the probability of that water molecule getting there is 100%. Yeah, it's getting there, even even if it's swallowed by you first. Exactly, even no matter what it does. Now, which, which is crazy that it would be that sure of a thing, right? honestly. I, I, I thought, because I'm thinking some of it's going to get absorbed into the ground, some of it's going to evaporate, but it, yeah. he's thinking all of that through. All of that stuff eventually does the same thing and ends up in the ocean. Yeah. That's what the question was. Yep. So, again, that's why you ask a scientist. The one that you and I were the most wrong on, because you and I were both like, yeah, water's going to get there eventually. Yeah. But probably not 99%. Well, we're using you, a toy boat. You were talking and, about and, the toy boat. And to this give is you, fascinating. And, and to give you uh, the specifics, we were racing the toy boats during the, the pandemic when we weren't able to do anything else. We have the, the creek around the course behind our house. So we did that, raced three boats. One of them got away from us. And we're like, all right, that one's screwed. We ended up finding it a few days later, about 100 yards farther down the creek. It had gotten stuck in the grass on the side. And you had thought to yourself as it floated away, that thing might actually get to the ocean. Yeah, and yeah. it went about 100 yards yeah. and got stuck. <laughs> right. So we asked Jeff this, this question using that premise, what, what, what are the odds that that boat would ever make it or anything that we dropped in similar to that would make it to the ocean? And his answer was actually kind of surprising. He also, what, what, did he say it was also? I don't know if he said 100%. I don't Maybe. think he said 100%, but I think he said it was very, very likely that it, and he, he said, it, I mean, it would get, Joe, remember, he, remember he, how much did he said did it would, he said it would percentage? get there. Did he give us a percentage on the boat getting there? 100% that the eventually, and, 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 eventually and his, and his point was that. When a heavy yeah. when a heavy yeah. rain came through, would have dislodged the boat, yep. got it going back on its way, um, and obviously less obstructions once you get to the Mississippi, et cetera, yeah. a big wide river like that. Um, it's wild though. So now, so now we need. You say you have this. So we need a transmitter guy. We need a toy boat, dude. You didn't pick up on that. And, and we need we need a way to track this. Kapaska's our transmitter guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they missed, can track you fish. You missed the joke there, right? That Kapaska is the guy that also does. I mean, the only guy I've ever seen that, and see, I shouldn't say transponder. Um, they do have things on fish here. The, the Iowa DNR yeah. goes out and they shock the, the water in the middle of the night up at Big Creek and, yep. and different bodies of water. They pull the fish up that are unconscious. It's an amazing process. Yep. And then they tag these fish and they, they put these little tiny electronic devices inside of them. But yep. really what it is, is it's some sort of magnet. What they're trying, and then and then they set up on these creeks where where like um, uh, where Big Creek runs into 
the Sailorville and then into that water system that we're talking about. Through all of these different channels that they can monitor, they put on these electronic gamma rays mm-hmm. where they basically build this giant system that reads if one of those magnets goes through it. Yep. So they don't exactly know where the fish is, but they have an idea of where it went when it went. So, so we need to ask them if you've got anything that we can put on a, on, on a toy boat. <laughs> now, the other thing you can't account for would be the human interaction part of this experiment. Yes. Somebody sees the boat and yeah. just grabs it. Yep. Yeah, they're, so, they're fishing on the Mississippi, and the little toy boat's coming by, and they just reach over and grab it. What about even one of those, um, I don't know how long they last, but like I know they, they make those things so you don't lose your keys. I can't think what they're called. Uh, Bobs? Like a floaty? Yeah, it looks like, well, it's, it's kind of, no, 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 no. I mean, this is an actual GPS thing. Okay. You can attach to your television oh, yeah, yeah, remote. Yeah. Like a tile. Your keys. Tile. That's what I'm thinking of. Tile. Yeah. How long do they last? Do you know? I don't know. And can they get that wet? See, but I, I, I think we could come up with something to keep it dry. I mean, I, I've got, I've got dry sex and stuff like that. Honestly, I think what you would need to do, this would make some sense too. So get some type of a ball, like a, a, a the type of a ball hand, that's yeah. robust that you can blow up and you could put something inside the ball because a round object like that is going to be less, Hi. less likely. Hey, uh, uh, the, what's up? They want to move the signs. Let them move the signs. Yeah, go ahead. Move the signs. Make yourself at home. I think some guy's here to steal the uh, ATM machine. It's live live podcast. Thanks, Joe. Um, So, no, but some type of ball because a boat's got some uh, jagged edges on it and it's not totally smooth. So it's more likely to be caught. Yeah, I think the the balls are great. You're right. So a ball might be the way to go. If you're listening to this and you got some good ideas, what about, we need we need to do this and then we need to post updates. Hamster balls are not waterproof by any stretch. No, but I wonder if that is this is a start for us. Like could could and be. then we spray Flex Seal around it because uh, that infomercial I've actually used Flex Seal. It's pretty amazing. Did it work? It, it did really. This well. podcast brought to you by Flex. Seal. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, well, this should be this podcast brought to you by the Iowa DNR. Okay, that works. I, too. I trust in them. I believe in the Iowa DNR. <laughs> that works too. Uh, the uh, yeah, your bills on the mail. Uh, the, um, the so yeah, you're right with ball, hamster ball, and then you you got to put it. I think if you put a note on it that said, "Don't touch." Experiment. Experiment in process. Yes, yes. trying to teach our kids a lesson about pollution. Leave this balls from Iowa. Don't touch our Iowa balls. Right. Don't put, touch our Iowa balls. And then we also make some sort of promise within that that says we are going to retrieve it when we know it's getting to the Gulf of Mexico. And I'm not exactly sure how we manage to do that, but we'll figure that out along it's the way. It's a road trip down yeah. to New Orleans is what it sounds like to me. Rent it's, a pontoon and get out in the poncha train. Can you imagine how excited you'd be waiting for that ball oh to come my out, God. dude? It, that'd be <laughs> probably be the best giddy. moment of our lives, That would Ross. be really giddy. Because who knows how long it would take. Would uh, we be doing this for months, for years? Well, apparently months. Apparently months. Apparently months at the least. Oh, I'm excited. We need to get this going. I think we could do this thing, though, Well, man. it's doable. Yeah. It's doable. And obviously, a YouTube video of this, this is the type of thing that people want to watch. You know, can it get from Iowa to the, the ocean, and how long does it take? And really, and I'll be honest, this started as me being very skeptical about pollution. About, yeah. uh, you know, that straws thrown in Four Mile Creek... Are never going to get to the Des Moines. We have so many different things that are pulling water, and and like there's just no way that trash gets caught up. And then I talked to one of the smartest guys I know, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that trash is there." Here's the other thing. This is semantics, but where do you fall on this? If if we said we're going to send this ball from Ankeny to the ocean, 
Somebody might say, well, technically you didn't. You sent it to the Gulf of Mexico. And that's, then shut up. Shut I mean, up. I'm with you. I like I consider that the ocean, but right. it's not it's not an ocean. So what so, so, we, so at what point I mean, I'm sure there actually is a line of demarcation where the ocean to, meets to the, the ocean, where the Gulf and the ocean are two different things. Shut up. Yeah. We're talking about and, and, and honestly, somebody's gonna even bitch about what where the line is, where the where the river ends and well the, technically the sediment's been dumping out into the <laughs> Gulf, so the river goes another seven hundred yards. <laughs> Dude, you think somebody wouldn't say that? In, I, in I this know day and they age? would. I know they would. People like to be argumentative, dude, so, just so for the sake of it. Here, the 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 goal the the time stops when we pull it onto the boat. That's when the, that's when the clock ends. Yeah, I just wonder. Like, we need to get some time scheduled for like September, whenever this is gonna gonna actually arrive. Gonna get well. There. Somebody that's listening to this is smarter than we are, and they're gonna send us. Uh, they're gonna send us a deal that says probably everybody's right. Uh, in fact, we'll even get Capasca to help us out with this. Because I guarantee you, the, the way that his brain works, he's still thinking about the things that we asked him. I'm surprised I haven't received a text that said, yeah. hey, by the way, just thought of this. We'll get him involved with this. And I think we could actually do something that would be... So we need... This is doable. Oh, we're yeah, we're going to get a ball that doesn't cost much. Maybe a tile would work. We need to look into that a little bit to see how long that lasts and how far it goes. Uh, also, not that expensive. And the first uh, thing I a, of, a launch point for where we're going to... Well, that's th- now throw this thing in the I, water. I think we use whatever the this secret charter Otter Creek. Oh, you want that one is. spot? Okay. I think that. I mean, that seems like. Keep in mind, it could sit there for two months <laughs> while we're waiting for a heavy rain. Oh, that's to true. dislodge it. I think okay, we want to put so it somewhere a little bit more open to get it on its way. I've got an idea for that. Okay. We could do that directly into the Four Mile Creek. Yes. Now and and maybe it. it uh, we're going to take a lot of time off from Otter Creek to Des Moines River if we just drop it directly into the Des Moines River. So we, and because what we really wanted to see was also that idea of weaving through a tiny creek bed system, right? But you're, that you're right. This is going to suck and be a super anticlimactic if we launch this thing and it Correct. goes 700 yards and stops for three, months. for three months. Yeah, Correct. it's going to Correct. suck. So we might have to take some liberties with this. If, if people are willing to believe that it could get from Four Mile Creek to the Des Moines River, then okay, fine. Man, here's the other thing. Can but we getting from the Des Moines River to the ocean is impressive enough. Can the DNR technically be behind something where we're putting plastic into a river? <laughs> well, it's as long as the fish isn't eating it, I think we're probably I feel okay. Like it, I feel like if it's in the name of science. Yeah. And, oh, and another great question. Can we get a grant for doing this? Probably. Yeah. Hey, trust me on this. People have gotten grants for much, <laughs> much stupider ideas than this one, Ross. 100%. So... Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, grant writers out there listening, I'm sure we have a lot of those. You know, help us out, man. Ross and I want to get rich on this idea. <laughs> right. We'd like to get rich off of throwing a hamster ball in a creek. Oh man, <laughs> somebody's had to have done this before. If we Googled something like this, I'm sure we'd find an answer. But uh, screw yeah, that. I want yeah. to do it myself. Yeah. No, I'm with you. This sounds a lot more fun, and I, and I think this is one of those ask for forgiveness, not permission things, right? Yeah. Can we have one of those bon voyage parties like they do for cruise ships? We can go downtown Des Moines. We can walk out on, like, the Locust Street Bridge. We can drop it in. We can have some air horns. Wave at it, as, it as it goes away. Yeah. Have a safe trip. See ya in Mark, Louisiana. I mean, really, if we wanted to do this the right way, we'd drop, like, three. Yeah. Yeah. We'd put one in. Safety in numbers. We'd put one in above the dam on in the Des Moines River to see how long it gets it gets it's it's turbulent there. We drop in one down by where four mile. 
meets the uh, Des Moines River, and maybe we'd even drop one up here at because then we're got then, then we get then we have the you know we've got the one at Four Mile that's rolling, and we and it's in the river, and we get to see what happens with that one, and it's moving. We got the one in Otter Creek that's gonna get hung up for months on end. Mm-hmm. That's how we do. I like it. I like it. Well, getting Jeff we just, involved. We just, Jeff, tri- Jeff, we just tripled our fine from the EPA. Jeff's just the guy that's <laughs> going to be able to help us the most with something like this in terms of tracking, et cetera. But I'm excited. All right. So now, now we have to solve all the world's issues because people, you know, it's, it's the topics going on. Even if we don't want to talk about it, Ross, we, we still have to. So here's my question to you. I um, always get this stuff off of Twitter. Uh, apparently, you are Marconi worthy this morning. Uh, uh, certainly Marconi award deserving. So I need, yeah. I need a little, uh, recap. What, what, what happened on the morning show this morning? Apparently you guys were doing quite well, lighting it up. What was, what was the, the specific topic of discussion? I'm sure current world events was the topic, but what was the, what was the gist today that people seem to be digging on Twitter? Uh, boy, Mark, uh, I, I think what happened today we had a really good conversation, man, and it's it's hard to put a bumper sticker on any of this. Um, we had a guy call in that was very conservative, and then we had a guy call in that was very liberal. And it wasn't set up. It just happened that way. And it, w- it was shocking how their conversations were so much the same. It's the same thing that you and I have talked about a lot on this podcast, Mark. We got to quit assuming motives with people. A lot of what we're dealing with right now breaks down to assuming motives. We think that people that disagree with us are dumb, evil, and rotten, and not like us, which is another weird thing that we do. And everybody does it. We do it with politics. We do it with sports. We do. It, we, I mean, we, we jokingly say, well, you're, oh, you're a Cyclone fan? Pfft, one of those guys, huh? Yeah. And no, then no and sometimes when you say, oh, you're joking, right? A guy go, no, man. Every Cyclone I meet is. Yeah. Every blank I meet is blank. Yeah. Very rarely can you mm-hmm. fill that in and make it work. And so I feel like, you know, a, a cop does this horrible thing in Minneapolis where we all watch it and it's like, oh my God, this is so awful to, to see and it's so awful to know that this happened and it's so awful that it happened. And then it's like, well, his motives, the cops' motives, all cops are blank. Yeah. And then and we don't and, and, and then, we don't know the cops' and, motives. And then the same, he hasn't come right, out and said right, what his right, motives were. Right. And, you know, and, and, and then the same thing happens with the protesters. You know, a protester breaks a window, spray paints a, a federal building, throws a flare at a cop, breaks into Target and runs in and steals some stuff. And we assume those motives from that. Ah, uh, they're just, they, they're not really mad. They just want anarchy. Yeah. Now, did a kid spray an anarchy symbol on, our, on the steps of the Capitol? Sure did. Yep, yep, that happened. Yeah. Yep. Did people write communism will win during a George Floyd rally? Yep, they did. Mm-hmm. On the down, I've got pictures of it. Right? Misspelled communism, they by did the way. Misspelled communism. You picked up on that. Yeah. Um, I misspelled communism. <laughs> yeah. The uh, uh, so it's we assume these motives on all sides. All right. And and the the thing I didn't say on the air that I think I would add to it, since we have to kind of cut through all the noise, it's like who who are these people that you know that are this way when. When you think that all cops are racist, man, do you know any cops? Because I know a 
bunch of them, and they're wonderful dudes One, and, and women. One, wonderful. World tough, class. Tough job, by the way. I've had quite a few, oh. quite a few cops as clients, and... Uh, and I could back up tough job and I'll, and I'll give you a specific example. I know quite a few, um, that have their marriages crumble because of that profession. Dude, it's because they bring it home. It's, they bring it home at night. Tell me about your day. I don't want to starts to create this divide, you know, because it's like their day oftentimes is filled with bad encounter, bad encounter, bad encounter. And then they have, they bring it home because they're human. Mark, it's a tough job. Dude, impossible. Cause even, even play out the other scenario. How was your day today? It's horrible. Uh, there was a, I went to this place where a kid was getting abused. I went to a place where a wife was being abused. I went to a place where a guy was shot. I went to a place where my friend and I got into a gunfight. Mm-hmm. I went to a place where my friend killed a guy. I went to a place where my friend was killed. Yeah. And then what, and then in almost all of these relationships, the counter is, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm just being, I'm being snotty to prove the point. The, the counter and the contrast is, oh man, I had a rough day too. Uh, you know, lawn didn't get mowed until it and Mark was out rained. of coke at the Mark, office. Right, right. The office, blah, blah, blah. This is, and, and, and well, hey, Mark, I know we're getting in deep, but Nate's here, and I, he and I have had this conversation, I believe. This is what happens a lot with your military friends, too. Your military friends come back from real shit, man. Real yeah. and unspeakable stuff. Where brotherhood takes on a whole new meaning, where where life takes on this whole new perspective, yeah. and then all of a sudden, in a flash, they're taken out of that scene and dropped back here on Court Avenue, where nobody can relate, where, where it's a bunch of bros who are hanging on each other, talking about brothers, and oh man, oh, and and the and they and that perspective is impossible to just go, whoa, okay, I can handle this because yeah. you, your your reaction is screw all of you. And that's a cop dealing with all that. Man, my time with Sergeant Parizic has changed my... I've always admired and loved cops. It's changed my perspective on this relationship thing greatly. I don't know how Paul Parizic does it, man. The guy has been a cop for 30 years, and you, you drive down the street with him. Every block has a story. Sure. Every time, and he can finish one story, and you're rolling up on another one. He goes, oh, hey, here are these things, these stories that roll off of him. And out of him are moments that would define our lives. Yeah. Just like all that stuff we just Well, and, and it's, that's not hard to believe because, I mean, you watch a week's worth of news, you're going to see him three times yeah. talking about the murder that just happened or the accident yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the dead body that he saw. So the, all right. of Des Moines for him has to be like tragedy, tragedy, <laughs> tragedy, like, which would suck. Would suck. It's not like, I don't know why we're surprised when, I, I think people just forget. Here, here's, here's something I said the other day. And this is what I want to encourage people to think about a little bit more. We look at Paul Parizic and say, he's a cop. People might look at me and say, he's a real estate agent. They might look at someone else and say, he's a baseball player or whatever. These are jobs. These are jobs, right? It's not who we are. We dehumanize people way, 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 way too fast. Paul Parizic is a son yeah, dad. A, a dad, a brother, husband. a husband, yeah. a I'm a father to a six year old having a birthday today. Yeah. Right? We're humans. We're you're doing not, you're not just that jerk real estate agent. Yeah, we're doing we're doing jobs. And why do we do those jobs? To make a living, to support families, to be able to buy a car, 
And at the end of the day, instead of like, he's a cop, he's a bad guy. And yes, there are people that are bad at their jobs, which would make them a bad cop. But they're humans that want to get paid and they want to go home and they want to spend time with their family and they want to take their kids to Little League, et cetera. When we just lump people all together and say they are that, I think we're missing the point. Like, it's a job. It's a job. It's not, it's not who they are as a person. So all cops are bad. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous statement. It's a ridiculous statement to make about any profession whatsoever, right? But we do it. We do it repeatedly, and we try to beat up people. Like, I, I think, unfortunately, what's going to happen from this is you're going to have a lot of cops that quit. And they're going to have a harder time finding people that want to do that job because they don't yeah. make a ton of money. I don't know that you'll have a lot of guys quit. I think your second point is is right. It, it, it will be tougher to get people. Listen, I think this is why we're in their position. We're with politicians. Yeah. You know, we destroy Who politicians' wants to do lives. It? Who wants to do it? Dude, the, a part of the Twitter thing this morning, a lot of people are like, Ross, run for office. Because, again, the thing this morning was much more complex. Dude, I've had this thought we, before, and just to be clear, I'm never running for office. Hell but you know, no. you, know, you know the reason I don't want to run for office or never would? Because the minute I do something, people pull up all the old podcast episodes and say, Dude, he I've said got, that. i got so many skeletons in my closet. That's why I, I try to convince people all the time, don't look up to me, man. Yeah. I hate it. I, I hate this idea. Travis will say things like, oh, Ross should be in the East High Hall of Fame. No. No, because I, I know that that's way too... I, I'm not capable of holding on to something that fragile. Yeah. Okay? I've done stupid things. I don't live up to my own standards. Every single day, I fall short. Usually before breakfast, <laughs> I fall short of the standard that I've set for myself, and I try to keep. Yeah. So I'm, I don't want that. And I, wouldn't, I certainly would not want people to that think highly of me to know all this horrible stuff that I've done. And the minute you put your name on that petition and you get enough signatures to get your name on the ballot, it's free game, man. Well, people will seek to destroy you. Absolutely. Because it, this is, that's how politics work. Yeah. It's just what we do now. Dirty, dirty business. I'm, fr- you, I'm friends with Jack Whiffer. I've talked about Jack a lot. Uh, I asked Jack all the time, how do you do poor it? Poor guy. I, I feel bad. Like you walk that. around and 50% of the people just hate you because you're not on the, the right side for them, right? And I think a lot of what he does is he's not big on the social media. And this affects, you know it because you've known Jack long enough, and I know it because I have, I know Jack 1%, but I've been lucky enough. It's almost like knowing a cousin. I see Jack once every few years, I get a chance to talk to him and I get a chance to see him and be around him and get a feel for him. So I get a chance to see the hair grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I get to go, whoa, you got long hair. Whereas you are like, what? That's just Jack. I yeah. see Jack all the time. Yeah, yeah, Here's yeah. what I'm saying. I've seen that vitriol that Jack feels all the time affect Jack. He's not the same dude that he was. None of us are the same guy we were 10 years sure. ago. But Jack, is. it, it wears on you. That thing of you're evil, you're stupid, you're dumb. As much as you've got as those people on the other side going, dude, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Keep up the fight. Keep up the fight. It wears on you. And that Jack still has that light in his eye, man. That I I'm a huge fan of him. I hope he's Governor Whit for someday, and I'd be a have yeah. a sign in my yard for him and be pulling the lever. And I see, I see the but part too. And you as you're talking about Jack, I see the part. Tired. I see the part of Jack that's nice to the neighbor kids and dishes right. him up bowls of ice cream and he's just and he's a normal yeah. guy. This is the same right? thing. It's like Jack's evil. No, he's not. Listen, no, he's not. Hillary Clinton is a wonderful person. Hillary Clinton is a mother. 
she's a wife, she's a grandmother. There are there there are people that she has wonderful friends that are loyal to her, and then look at all this stuff that comes with it. I'd say the same thing with Sarah Palin. I love it when people pick on Sarah Palin. I thought that was one of the craziest things that I ever experienced as watching politics. This lady who went out and became a, a TV star in the state of Alaska and yep. then not only became a politician but became the highest-ranking politician, the highest-ranking elected official in her state, and then she was an idiot. Yeah. Because she didn't know which magazine she read or she's, you know, she didn't it was, speak. It, it was the accent the, that hurt her. accent. Yeah. It, George Bush, people said all the time, Dan Quayle, these guys are idiots. Look, Dan Quayle misspelled potato. That guy was vice president. Dude, George I, I, Bush I graduated from Yale. I reject anybody that would say anybody that gets to the presidency or the governor of a state or anything close to that. That that person's an idiot. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying it. The not buying it. The, the juxtaposition and the irony of Donald Trump's an idiot who was smart enough to steal the presidency. Yeah, it's just. I, I mean, they they the trust me. I get why. I get. I get why people don't like and, Donald Trump. However, the guy, you know, Daddy gave him a loan and all that stuff. You do not get to that level in life being an idiot. You just don't. He's different, Mark. He's a different guy. He says a lot of things that he are says stupid things, stupid and nasty. Yeah. Okay. He always has. He and and I've like I didn't vote for the guy. I probably am not voting for the guy coming up. But I don't think he is a sexist. I think Donald Trump says dumb things about women. He also says dumb things about guys. I yeah. don't think he's a racist. He says dumb things about black people. Also says dumb things about white people. Yeah. A racist sexist does not make Amorosa. A household name, correct. A a uh, a Nazi does not allow his white or his daughter to, to marry, marry a, a Jewish, Jewish person, and his and his grandchildren to be half Jewish. Like yeah. what? Yeah, you. This is the same. That's where the, the arguments run into some roadblocks for sure. And, and Mark, by the way, it's the exact same as Barack Obama was a Muslim atheist, and I know that because he went to the wrong church. Yeah. What the? Yeah. Do you hear yourself? He was your also born. Somewhere. <laughs> Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. I heard these things like, well, you know, I know he wasn't a good Christian. Well, how do you know that? Because he didn't go to a church with a good pastor. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He went to the wrong church. Yeah. Jer you didn't like Jeremiah Wright. So now he's a Muslim. Yeah. yeah whatever. And I, and, and I've, I have really smart people in my life that still to this day say, Ross, this is why, this is why Obama continues to drive the wedge it is because he's a Muslim. None of that stuff's helping. And that was the point. Well, if he is a Muslim, he's a bad Muslim because he doesn't come out and say, I'm a Muslim. And this is what we believe. That was the point of my thing this morning was all about that, too. Like, man, got to quit assuming motives. Um, and, and we just have to quit assuming the worst that the people that disagree with us are evil and nasty. Evil exists in the world. But, man, it goes back to that Yanni Laurel blue dress, gold dress. We're sure. all processing stuff differently. The same sure. things. We're processing yeah. it differently. And then you've got a difference of opinion. Yep. Um, you know, with abortion. The opinion is, when does life start? And then from there, we turn that into, well, you're baby killers or you just want to suppress women. Yep. Okay? It's either or. That's right. The gay rights issue. The opinion is, are you born gay or do you choose to be gay? Mm -hmm. And if you choose to be gay, well, then why do you get to choose your way into all of this different lifestyle stuff? Sure. No, that, we're going we're gonna to stop our way. 
if you are like me and you believe that you're born gay, then it's like, oh, you got it. These people deserve everything that everybody else is born with the God-given rights of. Sure. And it all it comes down to this difference of opinion, and then we divide it up into, well, you just hate, you hate the Bible or you hate people. Yeah. Like, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what I do hate. Here's something that I hate. Um, and this is one of the things that comes up a lot. It's coming up now specific. I'll give you a couple quick instances of this. Um, and one's opinion and one's action, which I think is different. I hate the cancel culture that we have now. Doesn't matter what someone's done good in their life. They could have done 30 years of good and 10 seconds of bad. And now it's cancel culture. The couple, a couple things have come out recently. One is Jimmy Fallon. Who did? No, a, I missed. I missed the Fallon thing. Jimmy I, Jimmy Fallon um, dressed up and imitated Chris Rock on an SNL episode. So obviously approved by SNL, by NBC, by all that. But and, he did it and, in blackface. Well, black body, right? He was trying to look like Chris Rock. Uh, my understanding of blackface, by the way, slight slight yeah. off topic here. Blackface is just blacking out your face you're not trying to be a specific yeah. person okay. you're just blacking out your face yeah. this was a specific yeah. impression oh, totally on snl too on snl wow. 20 years ago and people now discover it and immediately Jeez. the calls are canceled jimmy fallon canceled the show blah 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 he comes out and apologizes for it meanwhile if you want a little bit of a double standard you don't have to go that far back to find jimmy kimmel dressing up like carl malone i remember that too by the way, like it's where, a horrible piece. Like Carl, Carl Malone, Malone yeah. Horrible human so human. where are the cries for Jimmy Kimmel to be canceled? I didn't quite see those to the same extent I saw Jimmy Fallon. So what is, what's the difference there? I don't quite understand that. But now... I can, um, I can tell you, by the way, you want to know? Which, sure. Which, between those two? Well, one's considered a Trump guy and one's not. Oh, I didn't know Fallon was considered no, a Trump not, guy. No, not, not, a, not a Trump guy like Republican, but he got heat for like for not roughing him, him up right, and messing right. with his hair so, and, yes. and all of that. Yeah, I was going to phrase it a little bit differently because what I was going to say is uh, Jimmy Kimmel's a woke social justice warrior. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel has that. And they will, by the way, burn his house down one day too. Um, but he's on their team right now. And that this is all about the teams and the tribalism and sure. who are my guys? My guys don't do any wrong. Your guy does wrong, and somehow Kimmel and Fallon are not because you're right. I, I forgot about. Uh, I always confuse these two. I forgot about Fallon's thing with Trump, where he brought him on and interviewed him, and people were pissed that he didn't call him. But that's Fallon. Fallon doesn't beat anybody yeah, right, up. Right, it's a lighthearted show. Right, right. Kimmel did the whole thing with his kid being sick and the, yeah. and the medical and the, uh, um, and Obamacare and yep. universal health care. So he's they're, they're still on his team. So that's just a guy who made a mistake. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon, that's an evil racist. Although what's ironic about it is I assume that Chris Rock knew about the impression. I don't even know if Chris Rock was related to the he show did, back fact, then. I, so I didn't know the whole thing about it. That's why I asked you. But I, uh, the headline that I saw, you had sent out a text about something weird, but I didn't understand yeah. what all was happening. I did see a headline where Chris Rock even said, this didn't bother me. I remember it when it happened. It was not a big deal. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I, it was. So that's, so that's one thing. Okay, so, the, and, and Jimmy Fallon's not getting canceled. He makes them a lot of money. He's going to be fine. But that was cancel culture related to action. Jimmy Fallon did something, right? Now look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees voiced an opinion. That's all he did was an opinion and yesterday twitter is filled with cancel drew Brees, fire drew Brees, um etc i'm not going to get into drew Brees' opinion whether it was right or wrong or, or whatever he voiced an opinion we're to the point sadly 
in this country where if you voice an opinion that others view as wrong, it's not enough for them now to say, we're going to agree to disagree or I feel differently about that. It, it has become, you need to lose your job. You need to be destroyed because of this. You need your reputation ruined because of this. That is hugely problematic. And there are many out there that would say, it's not problematic at all. He deserves it. He deserves it for thinking that way. I have a big, big problem with that. Mark, we all should, okay? And that that should be the, the point of all of this stuff is understanding that we all are going to have different opinions. If you're, as long as your opinions are not hate-filled, you are entitled to it and to share it. Once, you, once your opinions start to impact another person's life in a negative way, that's when I think there's a responsibility for everybody else. Not necessarily in cancel culture, but to be made aware of who you are. Is that, mm-hmm. the right, is that a better way to say sure. it? Because there are some people that are deserving of this. There, well, there are- I'll give you an example, another one that just uh, hit my Twitter today. Um, the, uh, I don't know if it was in jest or not, but a tight end for Oregon State college, college kid. Uh, it's like a voicemail or something, an audio clip with this guy came out uh, today saying not good things at all. N-word, putting people into a furnace and burning them. Oh, dude. I mean, we're talking like really bad stuff, right? <laughs> Oregon State comes out and says he's no longer on the team. Good. That guy probably deserves cancel culture. Yes, exactly right. Right? Because that's 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 clearly hate speech. It's yeah. clearly hurtful. We're not talking about someone talking about the, their opinion of the flag. Yeah. Though, those are different yeah. things. And Mark, we also here's another really scary thing that it's important to talk to your kids about. Uh, now I won't use the names here, but this was a, this was a family friend of mine that just went through this. It was some kids I grew up with. Their kid, when she was 15 years old, in a some sort of athletic team or dance team group chat, she used the N word. And and I don't even know the context of it. I don't. But but the word was used, and it shouldn't have been used. Five years ago, this happened when she was 15 years old. Okay. And it was brought to the attention of the coaches and her parents. There were strict punishments that were brought not only by the team but at home. This young lady then went on to graduate from high school, get into college, has started her own business at the age of 20. It has been marching the last few nights with the Black Lives Matter movement. And the other night, somewhere in the internet universe, the screenshots of that text message were found again Mm -hmm. with her corresponding pictures, with her corresponding business information. Here we go. And five years later... No matter the rehabilitation she's tried to do within her own life, change no of the, heart, the all change of, it. of heart, the punishment, the realization, the awakening, whatever you want to call it that happened in those five years, gone in a flash. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so now, even, did, the question would be did she deserve it? Well, well to, to, to answer that right, question accurately, good, you would question. have to know, you would have to know, in my opinion, does she use that language still yes. today? 
Is she was she just a dumb fifteen year old? Which fifteen year olds are? Yeah, all are. Does it doesn't mean what she did was okay? But right. it, people say they believe in second chances, third chances, etc. Th- throwing a life away or trying to ruin somebody because they uttered a word. You have every right to say, "Don't use that word." That's that's you shouldn't use that word. Here's why you shouldn't use that word. That's a hurtful word. All of that stuff is fine. But if you say you believe in second chances before you try to ruin somebody's business or ruin their life, don't you owe it to them to find out if they're they're a changed person, especially when it's five years in the past? Mark, we don't have, I know this is going to sound so crazy, dude. We don't have time to fact check it. We don't, I mean, you, you react. We react to everything. We react to everything that's in front of us. It doesn't matter. These pictures could be in black and white and you'd go, oh my gosh, this person said this horrible thing and yeah. it just happened now because it was brought to my attention right now. So yeah. it must have just happened. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to look to see, did I came in here that one day when Fauci uh, with the masks off, I'd seen something on Facebook, a video of like, hey man, 60 minutes, Dr. Fauci says wearing masks is not preventing anything. Yeah. And I walked in, I'm like, do you guys see Fauci say this stuff? It was from like March. Remember yeah. that? Yep. So we do, like we just were reacting to almost all of this stuff, and I think what hurts it, what makes it so easy to react to, Mark, is so often we don't need to fact check it. So the kid from Oregon State. I'm just going to assume this is a story that just happened. I mean, I, b- I believe it is. Again, yeah. again, we 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 are already yeah. talking. We don't even know that one. Yeah. So, like, does this person deserve that? Your abs, everything you said, there's on the money, man. Because, what's in their heart? Do they still use it? Do they? Do they? Are are they? Are they truly rehabilitated? Um, and even if all of that is true, is it? How long does that last? You know, is is three months enough time? Is three weeks? Is three years? I don't know. I don't know, man. And I think that that's why it's important to talk to your kids about it before they make this mistake. Yeah. I'm going to use a phrase here that it, a lot of people think is an incredibly racist phrase, but I'm going to explain it. Oh, boy. Right? Here we go. There is a phrase that means when you involve yourself with a situation, you will forever be attached to that situation. Okay. And that phrase is tar baby. Yep. And... Tar, tar being sticky. Star, you're, yeah, you're right. stuck to right. it. And it used to mean when you hug, it was like, oh, man, you're hugging a tar baby. What it means, what it meant was something like this. You you say that word on the internet one time, you are forever attached to that action. Sure. There is, you will never clean that from your, from Makes your sense. body. If you've ever had tar on your skin, you realize you know what, what that this means, means, man. That stuff exa- is hard to clean exactly off. Exactly right. You get exactly what this means. Yep. And so again, that that not that phrase, unfortunately, like a lot of things, hijacked and turned into something horrible. And and I'll it, give you another example once you're done of another yeah. thing that's been hijacked. And 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 I, and I don't mean to unhijack it and say that it's not. I just that's it's that's an appropriate term, unfortunately. And it's. it's let me let me ask this off it's an, of that. It's, it's an important it's an important phrase I think for this, this I, situation. I have zero clue if this is true. Is Tar Heel considered racist in any way now? I don't North think Carolina Tar so. Heels. I don't know what that means. Do you know what a Jayhawk is? I assume it's a bird. No, it's not a bird. Is it not? No, it's not. The, I mean, the, their, their mascot's a bird. Nate, do you know this? Do you know what a Jayhawk is? Google it while I'm talking about this, so you can fact check me. It has something to do with the Civil War and the and an anti-slavery movement in Chicago or or in in Kansas. I mean, okay, where they 
this group of people that were fighting for civil rights called themselves the Jayhawks. Okay. Or it, it's something in that vein. And then Nate Lee's over there fact-checking right now. We'll find it's out. Back. It's a bird! No, it's, I remember that it's not a bird. You've never been out in the park and said, there's a Jayhawk. A Jayhawker is what it refers to. Okay. Come over here, Nate. You got to come over here and but read that's, it. But that's, Nate, but it's a good thing. Nate, get off the couch and come over and read Are it Are we saying us. it's a good thing? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, so I don't imagine. No, because, dude, okay, so Tar Heel, let's think about this. They used the, the goat, the ram. The ram. So a Tar Heel must be a name for a mountain goat that can climb up the Nate, the there you go. There's your, uh, there's your, your, your second mission, Tar Heel. No, no, Tar Heel, I'm, I've, we got that one. That's, we, you we think just, a Tar Heel's a goat? Or a ram? I think a tar heel is some sort of mountain goat, or it's a name for a mountain goat. Or you mountain could be right because their heels steam seem to be able to stick to the mountain sides as they walk up the. Uh, I have no idea. Of the mountain. It sounds Does plausible. that make sense? It sounds plausible, I think but, I get I, that but I also think it's not right. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I would think. So Nate is a Jayhawk. Uh, does it have something to do with the uh, civil rights? Civil Civil War fighter from Kansas. Okay. There you go. All right. Do we have Tar Heel figured out yet? Tar Heel is. I I nailed that one. Come on, that's a home. Tar Heel. Or Nate, can you confirm that a Tar Heel is a uh, gluey a gluey hoofed um, mountain mountain ram? It's a name for a mountain goat, something like that. All right. Hey, so we were talking about hijacked um, things. Here's another one. I can only speak for me. Okay, and I've probably done this sometime recently. I saw a a video of a I believe an L.A. cop uh, being interviewed by the media the other day um given an update about um you know what's going on and the reporter says thanks very much cop walks away flashes the aok symbol oh no now you know what symbol i'm oh, talking about right man i was thinking about this okay okay the, the aok white power symbol the okay so a- so if you hold up the aok symbol and you, you kind of turn your hand towards you the three fingers that are sticking up kind of look like a w and then the where you've made a circle with your fingers as it goes down your See, arm could resemble a P. Yeah, if I, I'm doing it with my left hand, and if I turn my palm away, if I look at the back of my hand while making the OK symbol with my left hand, it says, well, WP. So here's my, here's my point about this, Ross. Okay, for a long time, this symbol means, hey, man, how you feeling today? And you flash an AOK, and it's like, I'm doing good. Doing good. And in this case... Because there are obviously lots of comments on this cop doing this on Twitter. Um, many of them were hashtag or, you know, at LAPD, fire this guy. Clearly, white supremacist hand gesture. And another 50% said he was just saying to the kind of the camera guy, hey, we good? Yep. We good? And I don't know. Again, you go to intention. Okay. What was his intention? Then a lot of people said when people use that symbol for white power, it's usually done like lower. Like down by the down by the oh waist or more hidden. Here's the point though: you got a guy that might be a, a genuinely good guy, just flashing the camera guy. Hey, are we good? Am I done? Or you know, hey everybody, we're gonna be okay. And suddenly he's he's a racist. The problem though is this: forever this was the everything's okay symbol, and then it was then it was Ross hijacked by white supremacists. What? Just just because the white supremacists said, no, 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 that's our symbol. Why do the rest of us have to say, well, I guess that's not a usable symbol anymore? 
Ross is so perplexed right now with the with the Tar Heel definition. No, no, no. no. This okay. So do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like so, somebody takes something that you've used your whole life and says, "I'm taking what you believe is a good thing and I'm going to turn it bad." And now you are not allowed to use it anymore. I do need to clarify something for you but about the OK symbol below the belt line. Okay, that that's is, not what this cop did, by the way. I, I understand. I understand. But I don't want people that are hearing this to think that that's like a thing. The, the OK symbol below the belt line is a game that is played. It's called the circle game. It, again, it's very popular in the military from the way I understand it. Yeah. It's a very popular. Like, it's, it's a childish, fun guys. You know, you, you punch each other in the arm type of stuff. If I can get you to look at a, at a circle below my belt line against my body, then I get to punch you. Yeah. Your phone is, you You are a popular young man. Phone's blowing up. It's insane over there. He's, he's selling houses left and right. So would you, this so Ross, would you. Um, so I just, I want to be clear about that, that that's why. And so that's another thing when that came out, like Josh Martinez was a friend of mine I worked with who was from uh, a Puerto Rican kid from the Bronx. Yep. Uh, and when that, when the white power thing first started to blow up, he was like, dude, no. This is not white power. This is a game, my friends. And he showed me dozens of pictures of him of and his friends doing it. Doing it, right. I guess the larger point is, like, if I said, Ross, how are you doing today? And you flashed me that symbol. I would not in any way think it had anything to do with, with white power. I think that some people get in their heads that this symbol means this. And the truth is, Damn. a lot of people don't think of it that way. I, I don't think of it that way. And maybe, maybe I should. Mark, you're a wrestling guy, right? Maybe I should. A what? Wrestling? You like no. wrestling? You don't like wrestling? I didn't wrestle. High school and, and college wrestling. When you get uh, when you put a guy on his back and you and and then he's able to roll through and get back to his belly and you break the hold. Yep. You get what's called back points, a near fall. Yeah. You get three points for that if okay. if it happens quickly. If you hold the guy there for a little bit, you can get four or five sure. points. But when it happens quickly, you'll get a three point near fall. And the the uh, every wrestling official on the planet does it the same way. A OK symbol. A OK symbol. <laughs> Because it for the head table, it looks too much like the one and the two. Yeah. Three looks a lot like two when you're on a mat. If you don't have the right angle, that those fingers get lost. Yeah. So it's a different way to show three. You'll see it every time you're at a wrestling mat. I just again, it's another example. I think people wanting to be upset I'm, about uh, things and creating something. I basically nailed the Tar Heels thing. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> Where did the Tar Heels <laughs> nickname come from? I killed it. I home run. The by term Ross. Tar Heel dates back to North Carolina's early history when the state was leading producer of supplies for the naval industry. Workers who distilled turpentine from the <laughs> sticky sap of pine trees and burned pine bows. Bows? I don't know what pine bows are. Branches? To produce tar and pitch often went barefoot during hot summer months and undoubtedly collected tar on their heels. To call someone a Rosin heel or tar heel was to imply that they worked in a lowly trade. Okay, well, that sounds derogatory just yeah, by itself. That, 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 right. It sounds way more derogatory than a majestic, during, during a majestic the, mountain ram. During the Civil War, North Carolina soldiers flipped the meaning of the term Whoa. and turned an epithet into an accolade. They called themselves tar heels as an expression of state pride. Others adopted the term, and North Carolina became widely known as the tar heel state. Uh oh, he found another line. Said, said often yeah, often low-income white people or slaves. So yeah, like I, I guess if there if there's any truth to any of that, I'm surprised that I haven't heard the calls to am change the I, team name. Aren't am I wrong that North Carolina uses some sort of 
ram goat no, they thing do. in the, one the, of their their mascots a, a ram the guy that's on the sidelines you mean i gotta yeah. say i feel like i came up with a pretty damn good thing there i mean their mascot should be a foot with tar on it just a foot roaming the sidelines just seems sense. like the raw. It seems it, it. It seems like they could just take it and go Tar Heel. Oh yeah, that's be, that's what we call those goats that don't fall off the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to say you had me going for a while. But I felt like I was. I thought I was on something. I had myself going. There's a number of teams, by the way, that have mascots that don't make any sense. We could have a whole episode oh, of that, dude. including the Iowa State Cyclones. There, there's one. You've got. Um, the, the Alabama Crimson Tide. What you're saying is, is an the, elephant. What you're saying is the the bird doesn't make sense for the cyclone. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I agree. It, okay. it should be a tornado mascot. Yeah, I like the. It just like, should be. I like the Iowa State Cyclones. I think that's a wonderful name. I think it's a great nickname. But I think that they should use yeah, Stanford Cardinals a tree. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. It's not Cardinals. I said Cardinal. Oh, okay. Ross. Right. I didn't. I, I this is my first show, yeah, dude. See, 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 see. You know, uh, like I said, Alabama Crimson Tide is an elephant. Um, I, I don't know. Is any any other prominent ones jump to mind? Uh, Fuck. Miami Hurricanes is a is a is a pelican. Is that what that is? Think about the Hurricanes mascot. Really? I think it's a pelican type bird. God, you're right. There is some sort of weird stork or something that they use, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Auburn's War Eagle and the Roll Tide. Um. Yeah, man, there's a lot of weird ones. Um, and then Hawaii were the were the Rainbow Warriors, Warriors, and then they just went to the Warriors, but I think they're back now to Rainbow Warriors. I think that's correct, I believe. Because that Which, went that, from, that's, that's kind of a cool name. I kind of like lo- that. I love it. I think it's a great one, especially yeah. for Hawaii. I mean, it, it, any unique names like that. Um, isn't uh, maybe it's just a, a, a nickname? Dirtbags? Who is that? There's a baseball team. Seriously? Yeah, out in uh, one of the California That's schools. That's a great name for a baseball team. I don't know if it's their actual name though, or if it's, it's a, just a nickname. Nate, give us a little dirtbags. Right, what about college the, baseball dirtbags? See what it, pops is, up. Is it UC Santa Cruz that is the banana slugs? What do you got? There Long, you go. Long Beach State is actually a really good baseball school. Yeah, dirtbags. Uh, that man, that's brand new to me. Yeah, there you go. You know, and I couldn't tell you what like Cal State Fullerton. I don't know. Do they have Titans? Oh yeah, that's right. Good job. For the Titans. Yeah. There's a lot of my. I'm real bad with nicknames. Do you know the Pepperdine? What's Pepperdine? <laughs> They've I got a good baseball school too. What it, What are they? I think Pepperdine's the Pirates. The Wave. Wave Pepperdine. Man, you're Nate's, much Nate, better at this than me. We got to pay Nate some research. I know. Money uh, I know Iowa. I know Iowa State. I know you and I. And on most of the Big Ten and Big Twelve schools. <laughs> wow, Ross. Do you host? I'm a, dedicated to my do, craft. Do you, do you host a sports show or something? That was just never, man. Officials are something I don't care about. What are they, Ross? The wave. The wave. The wave. Dude, I told my son, who's a lefty and it's just nine, um, but he's he wants he's a decent pitcher. I said, you start throwing 85 mile an hour heat. As a lefty, you're gonna you're gonna get a college scholarship. We were talking about where you could play baseball. I said eh, Pepperdine, man. It's located in Malibu. It's got one of the most beautiful campuses you could go to. Okay. And another thing I'm really bad at geography. Not not, not geography. <laughs> knowing where these schools are. Yeah, Pepperdine. Doing? Yeah, like dude, that's I, in Malibu. Do I, I I 
school unless the name of the town or state is in this name of the school, I really struggle with Bowling it. Green. Have no idea. Ohio? Kentucky. I think Bowling Green's in Kentucky. Um Colgate. I mean, obviously I know Duke is in North Carolina. Yep. Uh Clemson, Syracuse. I struggle with these. Well, Syracuse Clemson, in New York. And, and yeah, Syracuse in New York. Or, or, um, uh, Clemson is in uh, 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 South Carolina. That's correct. Um, Do you know where Auburn is? Alabama. Yeah. But I have to think about it. I also don't care about officials at all. I know people that are like... What do you mean officials? I mean, if uh, the umpire or referee of a game, I see people like Bloom will tweet out, and people get it, like, oh my god, tonight's officiating oh, crew is yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood Higgins, <laughs> dude. That guy could walk in this door right now. I wouldn't know who he is, and I've and I've probably seen him on TV a billion times. Bowling Green University is in Ohio. Wait, there is a Bowling Green, Kentucky. Though? Bam. Okay. And I know okay. that Kent's in okay. Ohio just because of the uh, the shooting and the and the Cros- Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. Well, now it's just Kent. They dropped the state. Yeah. I didn't know that. So did um, there was another one that dropped. Uh, what was it? Well, Min- Mankato State became Minnesota State, right? I don't know. That's how. It's I think again. there's. It's all uh, I don't know. I don't know it's how good you are. Sensical, okay. Uh, I don't know how many of these you can name. I think there's six. I like sports trivia stuff like this. Obviously, most most professional teams are. Um, have plural names. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah, Blue, Jay, Blue Jays, yeah, Cardinals, yeah, yeah. Cubs. Yeah, right. I think there's six. Can we mentioned don't Stanford Cardinal. No, no, this is pro sports. Oh, pro sports. Oh, pro okay. sports. What are the teams oh, that, that don't have an S? It's funny because I, I on heard, the end of it, I think it's like six or eight Division One college teams that are the same way. But it's like the Fighting Irish, the Midshipmen, Stanford Cardinal, yep. roll, Rolling or uh, uh, Crimson Tide. You know, there's only so I think we did most of them there. Yeah. Uh, but for the pro, pro sports, pro, do you know? Professional sports teams. Let me start going through do some baseball. jump to mine. Okay, so Red Sox, White Sox. Red Sox and White Sox. Um, yep. uh, so I'm, I started to go through the AL East over there. That's, I believe that's, it for, that's it for baseball, by the way. Really? I think so. I don't have the list in front of me. I'm going off of memory. There are nine, nine, nine total. Any, none in, is none in the, football, right? I don't think there's any NFL teams. Uh, all right, Our ba- is that the only two in baseball, Nate? Is the Red Sox and White Sox? There's got to be another one in there somewhere. That's it. Okay, that's, that's it. it. Baseball? So that leaves oh, basketball and hockey for goodness. the rest of them. So for basketball, a couple, uh, a couple are to go pretty through easy. The West, uh, really, because I mean, I'm just trying to go through, you know, Spurs, Rockets, Lakers, Warriors, uh, Knicks, Bulls, Pelicans. You, you mentioned one of them earlier as being a bad dude. Who did I miss? Carl Malone. Oh, the Utah Jazz. Jazz. Uh, yep. Man, but even like the bad teams. The another, one's, another one's on the East Coast. The Bucks. Uh, the Heat. Heat. Okay. There's another an- one on the East Coast. Another one, too. Same state. Same state. What am I biffing yep. here? Yeah, you're biffing an easy one. That's what you're biffing. Who am I missing? Orlando Match. Oh, God. Jeez. One more in the NBA. What is it? So we have Jazz, Heat, Magic. Uh, Western Conference. We've listed a lot of those. Nuggets, Suns. Warriors, Suns, Lakers, uh, Timberwolves, 
They in the Western Conference? Uh, Trailblazers. Bad team? Bad team, good team. California? What the hell? Typical playoff team. Ma- what are we missing? Mavericks? Say, what is it? Oh, the oh, thunder. thunder. Damn it. I don't it. even think of them being in the I West. I know. It's, I'm though. with you on that. I'm exactly with you. From a geography standpoint, I'm like, that's not two West. Two NHL, teams. two NHL. What are they? Lightning. Okay. And the Avalanche. I would have never pulled those out. Man. I don't know that I've ever gone through those before like that. Uh, that the, the the college ones I remember that one being one from like high school that you'd 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 be able to rattle off and I think I did we did you know four or six of those four yeah. of the six but. there is uh, another interesting thing to think about you can get this right away uh, out of all four sports leagues Ross four sports leagues all those teams there's only one team that has a team name that starts with the letter E it's hard to believe but it's true Eagles Eagles that's it there's one well, there's not a lot of stuff that starts with E. No. The Enigmas. <laughs> yeah, right. The Orlando Enigmas. You never did, know what kind of season they're going to have. Did you ever watch their show Community? Yeah. Do you remember when they wanted to create a mascot, but the dean was adamant that the mascot could in no way be offensive to any person? I did not see it, but I can imagine this was a funny episode. So they came up with, it, they were the uh, the human beings. <laughs> it was like, and it was like this opaque, this person, this person, they would have a person wear like a white toned skin suit. And that was, <laughs> that was their mascot. Although even that would be offensive, Ross. You'd have to have it every color. Yeah. Every color imaginable. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. I love sports trivia like that, by the way. That's, that's fun. Right, Nate's going to throw one in I'm for the greatly, cheap seats. I will tell you, man, I'm greatly disappointing to people. when Because people think because, oh, Ross the sports fanatic. He's going to know all this stuff. Yeah. I don't care. Ross, what do you, or, what do you got? You got one? Minnesota Wild. Oh, Minnesota, Minnesota Wild. Wild. We had okay. another, we had another right. team. Yeah. Duh. God, we should have known that one. I mean, man. you're not totally worthless, Ross. We've done size house of trivia, and you definitely chimed in. But video, video games was a good category but not for you. In the sports thing. I'm not, I'm not good in the sports. I'm, I'm good in stuff that people don't think I'm going to be good at. See, but the other thing, you have a partner on that show, Sports Fanatics, Chris Williams. I think he would have sucked just as badly as you did on the topic that we just did. Oh, no, no, no. On the nicknames thing? Yeah. He'd have been way better than me. You think? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if he would have nailed all those. No, I wouldn't have nailed all of them. All That'd be, you have to be a diehard. Did Nate, did you have another question or just you want to nope. add the wild? Just add the wild. Okay. He was just thrown in for I the cheap another seats. question. The one thing I like is tracing uh, team histories, by the way. Um, why Why is this team named this? Like the Lakers? Why are the Lakers? Why are the Utah Jazz? Utah. Um, Utah Jazz. What does that have to do with it? Um, just interesting where they came from. Um, L.A. Dodgers. Why are they named the Dodgers? They, you know they that were one? in Brooklyn. It was the Trolley Dodgers. Yep. 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 That's so like just interesting history with some of the names. Um, I don't, why were the Expos the Expos? Uh, because of the World Fair Expo that yeah. happened in Montreal back in, uh, what, the 60s? or. By the way, I, I assume you do know this. Growing up, I always liked their hat. I still remember Andre Dawson you know, being a Montreal Expo. Um, when you think of cool logos, do you think of theirs as being one? And, and, and what it actually meant okay, or said? So, so what does it actually say or mean? Because this is one of the Milwaukee Brewers being the hat and or being the M and B this that is make similar. the glove is kind of cool. The Expos one was always a little bit more of a... 
I love stuff like this. It's like the FedEx logo having an arrow yeah. in it Am- on, on Am- purpose. Amazon, the arrow goes from the A to the Z. So the the Expo's logo is a combination of loopy-looking red, white, and blue letters. But if you look at it in its totality, it's an M. The red E is Expo's, and the blue is a B for baseball. Montreal see, see, Expo's baseball. See, that's, that to me, that's, that's been explained to me multiple times over the course of my life, and it's still stupid. Do you not see it? Or I you just g- think no, it's stupid? I see it. I see it. I, think I just want to make sure this wasn't Lonnie. No, no, Yanni Laurel. Yeah, no, Yanni no, no, Laurel. I, I see the M. I see the E. I see the B. I think it's a stretch. I think it's a really bad. I'm amazed. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. You say, I mean, that's yeah. why they're no longer a franchise. Well, I mean, you know, it but, fell apart over the logo. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. That was it. I, I remember hearing that multiple times, but I just it's it's still something I look at and I go, yeah, it's a cool hat. I it's liked it because it was just different. Very much so. It was just different. I mean, yeah. I'm a huge Cubs fan. It wasn't we an LA or an NY or a C, right. I'm looking at these Cs we have, Cincinnati and, the, and yeah. Chicago. Yeah, Your so. typical Cubs hat, blue hat, red C. Yeah. There's nothing exciting about that whatsoever. So, all right, well, we should get out of here. We gave the people what they needed. Oh, man, this was uh, – did we get all of the problems solved? I, I feel like, you know, Big Dick Daddy from Cincinnati. He did it. It's all we needed was Big Dick Daddy set, from Cincinnati. Set us up. It, there is so much real truth in what that guy said there. And I don't mean that getting laid is the point. But, man. Everyone's happier when they're getting you, laid? You, you, you know what we need? We need everybody to chill out, man. What do you need, Big Dick Daddy, to, to make sure you could chill out? It's pussy. Me? I need some pussy. <laughs> Not just pussy. You said some good pussy. Well, I mean. Of course. That's like saying I want tasty ice cream. I mean, <laughs> is there such a thing as non-tasty ice cream? Astronaut ice cream. Have you had that? Every Everybody's had that the at some point that, in their yeah, life. That's the stuff that's like granular and you put it in your Chalky. mouth and it turns into ice cream when you put it in your mouth. It's terrible. But apparently it's like, I just want to know, do astronauts actually eat that? Are they like, what I need is some well, Nate, astronaut ice cream up here. Nate's probably had MREs more times than he'd want to talk about and i mean i'm not that they're astronauts we need oh, to get we, well, you, we'll bring have, it, you bring us some hey we'll, we'll have today. nate on the show someday to talk about his real military experience overseas and you're not going to feel quite as bad for nate he did serve overseas god bless you nate thanks for your service but uh it wasn't the roughest assignment in the world but here's the okay so we're going to have before we sign off we're going to have this conversation quickly because i've been so fortunate in my life to meet some people of the previous generation uh, that fought in the, what the greatest generation world war two yeah. Nate signed up. Nate went, Nate was there. Nate fought. Nate didn't, Nate didn't have the same experience that everybody else did, but he was there and, and to belittle it in any way, it does an injustice to what his, I think. What he I did. think and, Nate himself and would object to using and, the word fought. Here's okay. He volunteered and he was there and he you're was right. There. He was there. But here's what happens over time, because I've been on enough guys from the greatest generation that didn't, they, when they joined the military, they were put into the, the uh, Armed Forces Radio Network. Yeah. And a dear friend of mine, John Priggy, felt guilty. Yeah. He'd say, Ross, I was in Germany in World War II. I sat at a typewriter with a cold Coke in my hand. Yeah, yeah. And he felt guilty about it because other guys that he wanted, that he was brothers with were out there and they're dealing with real trauma. D- don't downplay what Nate did. 
I'm not, not done. Not, hey, I'm not gonna let you do it. And I'm if not. Nate ever, I'm not. If I'm not, Nate ever I'm, does it, I'm not gonna let him do I'm it. I'm not either. done playing the uh, the service aspect of it. Nothing. Ross. Nate was gonna, on the Nate was on the phone. He didn't not gonna downplay me. the service aspect of it. My father, by the way, falls into the camp where um, he also served. This would have been in the in the sixties. Um, I know your father did as well. Yeah. My dad was stationed in Washington D.C. Yeah, and it's one of those where. You know when you go to events and they say, well, all the servicemen stand up, round of applause kind of a thing? I think he feels a little guilty about it, to and be I'm, honest. And, and I bet he does, Mark, and, I would, and you should really talk to him about it. And you should explain to him that he shouldn't feel guilty about that at all. That, it's an, that you're proud of what he did. Because there was a moment in time, just like with Nate, there were probably multiple moments in his life where he was completely unsure, man. Like, I admire that so much. I've never taken a chance like that in my life. I've lived in this area my entire... I've never once signed up for something where I said... You've never seen Kandahar? You, no? You, you give, I'm going to give you control of my life. Where were, you, I, where were you stationed, Nate? It's, come on. Jalalabad. The, the, guy, the guy has a Jalalabad stamp on his postcard, Ross, and you're downplaying him. <laughs> exactly. Right. I won't. I won't stand for it, man. I'm not gonna let people do it. Oh, and I, I really would. I would talk to your dad and just be like, "Hey, you do know that what you did is still admirable, and it's amazing. It contributed to the cause. And and you didn't know when you signed up that you were going to be at Washington D.C. You didn't know if you were going to end up wherever in whatever foxhole. Where and your you dad did, did, and you did. Yeah, and my dad and my dad would do the same thing. By the way, my dad was in the Navy. He spent a lot of time on a ship. He saw some wicked stuff. He did some wicked stuff, but he also is in that in that spectrum. Was he in of, Vietnam was, location area? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's, his DD two fourteen is is uh, wild, man. He was in a lot of different places. So has some stories. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, unfortunately, and that. But that's the thing. Like even his stories, he says, "I." This is why he didn't go to the VA for a long time, Mark, because he knew that guys had it worse. His stories didn't stack up in his mind. Nope. And so he wasn't going to go there and stand in line with those guys because he didn't want them to turn to him and say, where were you? And he'd say, Washington, D.C. with a Coke in my hand and a typewriter. Yeah. You know, and this is why I, 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 Brian Dennehy died a couple weeks ago, the actor. Oh, did he? You know 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 Brian Dennehy is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I know about Brian Dennehy? Not Rambo, not any of those movies that he John Wayne Gacy. He played played the serial killer. Nope. Nope. You know what what I know about, about Brian Dennehy? Stolen Valor. Brian Dennehy was in the military during uh, Vietnam, yeah. but claimed to have done, claimed to have been in Vietnam. Okay. Truth be told, he was on the U.S. Navy basketball team oh. and never left California. Why did that not hurt his career? Well, Usually, something it, like it, that it, does. It, it did, and if you look up, if you look it up, and when he died, I think that it was something that they didn't really talk about because he did apologize for it. He did all the redemption stuff, but that's what I know about Brian Dennehy. Yeah, is that he was a guy that claimed Tom Harkin. Uh, Tom Harkin had an awesome, distinguished career. The thing that I know about Tom Harkin is he claimed to fly over Cuba during the Cuban Missile Crisis when that didn't happen. Yep. Now he flew a plane and he flew around Cuba, but he missed. He he he, he did the Brian Williams. Yeah. He did the thing we all do. Misrepresented right. his right. So maybe yeah. that's even part of Mark to bring it back, man. Most of us, I always say, uh, most of us make ourselves the hero in our own story. 
That's why I admire guys like Nate. Nate your has dad. not made the yes. himself the hero of his own story. Yes. I assure Nate, you. Your dad, John Priggy, these guys that go, whoa, man, I I was nothing special. The fuck you weren't, man. You went no. out there and volunteered to put your life on the line. I'm just jealous of Nate because he gets like a 10% discount at Home Depot. Is that what it is? I'm jealous yeah. of Nate for all the things. I mean, look, he's young. He's good he's looking. Got, he's got, he, he's written, like he's got a sleeve, he's an got ink clients, sleeve. He's got clients pouring Two, are you, you got full sleeves yet? You working on it? Well, he's too busy. Nate's, he's constantly Nate's, buying Nate's and selling 25. Homes. He's going to make a lot of money this year. Oh, man. He's got uh, a nice dude. truck. This is what you get for being in the military. Good thing. He's got a truck and a Camaro. He's got a beautiful truck, which he can drive every day. And he's got a Camaro that goes 180. Sucks to be in How much? How fast he had it going, Nate? 78. <laughs> 78? Oh, see, I don't want him to go fast. I'm the guy that told him to get rid of his motorcycle because he was a moron. Like, we, we don't need... The charter house doesn't need him dying on us. All right? We don't need an in memoriam section. It on doesn't. The wall. It doesn't do us any good for him to die. So keeping it under you know eighty Nate, is fine. Nate, do me a favor though. If you're ever going to go above seventy eight, tell all your clients they can call me if something happens. I like that. That's that's nice. Do you want to uh, do you want to plug anything for real estate, Ross? Let's get let's get, get you rolling, dude. I know you got some deals. Like tell the people what they need to hear. Get a hold of me, man. I'm I, right now. I'm able give to them, help give you them, out. Give them the charter house pitch. Let's see how well you know it. I just put you on the spot. That's right. okay. There and this is an easy one. Selling your home with Charter House is an absolute no-brainer. You are going to save yourself thousands of dollars over a six percent, and Literally. several thousand dollars over a seven percent commission sure. on any home in Central Iowa. Uh, we we do offer three percent commission to buyers agents, and that is an industry standard. And we do that because that doesn't limit then the amount of people that are willing to show our homes. It just saves you money. It, when we sell a home, almost every time, the buying agent's going to receive a bigger check than, than we do, but that is to save you the dollars. So we do that. We're, we're taking the haircut. Exactly. Not the other side. And then when you're taking, uh, when you are buying a home, you, at, you want to have your own agent representing you. You do not want to call somebody that is on the sign in that, if, unless you see our side. You see Ross Peterson. <laughs> give me a call. But, Ross is saying to avoid dual agency. Right. Same agent, both sides. It's like having one lawyer represent both parties of the divorce. And it can get a little problematic. It can be fine. Could it be. can absolutely Could be, be fine. It You are better off having somebody, because you're going to pay them anyway, you're better off having somebody, in my opinion, that's looking out for and your re- own interest. A reminder would be that when you buy something, we can represent you, and you are not paying the commission for that. The seller is paying the commission. So technically, we become a buyer's agent to you for free. And, and that's another thing that gets confusing for people about who is paying what, when, yeah. um, you know, how much does it cost to sell your home? If you've been in your home long enough and, uh, and you've been doing things the right way, you're not going to pay anything. You're not going to, you're not going to cut a check to us at the end of this, but you are going to see the sale of that. You're not going to receive that full price of that home. It just comes off of that to pay off those, uh, yeah. uh those fees. Bottom so line is if you have questions about real estate, we're here. So we I, do. We're happy to have, listen, happy to answer questions. I had uh, we had an awesome endorsement from um, uh, Travis Justice on the Morning Rush this morning on KXNO because he was proud of me for having closed a deal. We we put a sold sign in the yard last Saturday. It was an awesome ex- uh, feeling and experience, and it was wonderful. It has gone off without a hitch. It's been really great. What are those people saving? Over six percent? 
Uh, they are saving. What's the price point? For twenty-two. It was uh, uh, two hundred seventy-four thousand. So that'd be so let's just say seventy-five. They're going to save about fifty-two, yep. fifty-three hundred dollars over, over a six, over a six percent commission, right. and are experiencing no difference. Meaning, full service real estate. You got the job done. Another agent from another firm represented the buyer. Right. All they're doing is saving money. And yeah. that's the point of what we do here. We, we, there's so, no tricks. There's no catches. There's no shortcuts. We just save you money. And a lot of people have the problems believing that or wrapping their brains around it. Why would we ever do that? Because we want to put something good into the world. We want to save you money. And yes, hopefully you, help, you let us help you buy a home. So we make a commission on that one. Hopefully you tell a friend or a family member. They call us. We make some more money. We are in this business to make money. We're just not making nearly as much because we can get the job done for you without charging as much. That's the dirty secret. You do not need to pay 6 or 7% to sell your house. You just do not need to do that. The, uh, the endorsement that Travis gave us this morning was more about Charter House and what you've done here because um, Travis was quick to say, hey, man, congratulations putting that for sale sign in the yard. Did you learn how much of a team effort this really is? Mm-hmm. And so I was made sure to mention Nate Lee and Adam Benz and Katie Espinover I kind of threw you under the bus a little bit. Yeah, but that's fine. I always started I did, the place. I did say that the team has been amazing around here. And that's why I have so much confidence in going to anybody I know and saying, man, I can help you through every process of this because I know when I have a question, I've got a great group of people that are just a phone call away and I'm learning as fast as I absolutely can. But I'm not hesitant at all because I know I've got a team of people watching my back that are helping me out and, uh, and are looking out for me and my clients. I'm 100% so. okay with you not uh, giving me the love because, hey, I started the team. So I want the team members to be good and able to help you and willing to help you. That's good. Yeah. Daddy's, Daddy's proud of all of you. You should be very proud of the group that you've got here, man. It's, so it's And we're growing. Awesome. By the way, this has worked before on uh, podcasts. We've got uh, Tyler Vaughn, who works here, was a listener of no the way. podcast. And, he, orig- and originally got a hold of us. Quit listening once he got to know you, didn't he? Probably. Originally, <laughs> but originally got a hold of us because we were talking about people looking to start a career in real estate. So that invitation is still the same today. If you want to make, you know, I'm going to, Nate Lee, I'll use it as an example. I met Nate, what, two years ago, three years ago? How long have you been doing this? Less than three years? You probably met almost three years ago. Almost three years ago. Nate didn't know his ass from his elbow when I met him. And that's just the truth. He'll deny that, but that's just the truth. Uh, Nate's going to make, I mean, Nate, Nate, Nate will easily make six figures this year and he's 25 years old. So we went from like, I don't know what I want to do. What do I do? What am I going to do with my life to getting his real estate license? He's already got got his broker's license, which you need to be in the business two years to even do that. Um, To the dude's got a Camaro. He's got a truck. He's, he's making, I know in June, he's making a hell of a lot of money. Um, and I don't think he hates his life. So if you want, if you, like, if you listen to this and you say, my job sucks, this job does not suck. We have moments where like, ugh, I had one of those on Friday. It just wasn't going well. Deals were like, eh, you know, and nothing I was doing. It's just the nature of the business. On Friday, I didn't want to be a real estate agent, right? Then money comes around and I'm like, I'm okay, I'm fine. You know, but if you, if you hate your job and you think that you enjoy working with people or are good with people, you can, I'm, I'm comfortable saying this, if you, not anywhere, I'm not saying go work anywhere. I'm saying if you come to Charterhouse and try within two years, you should be making six figures. I'm comfortable saying that. 
Now, if you just make shy of it, so be it. Don't hold it against me. But I, I use it as a target number because I think there's something about saying I made six figures that attracts people. And not only can you make six figures, but you can also actually help people. And you can enjoy your life and enjoy what you do and not have a boss saying, I, you have to be here at eight, you have to whatever. It's a great combination of things that makes this a career worth looking into. But to work here, you have to view the world the way that we view the world at Charterhouse, which is a little bit different than how other real estate firms view the world. So we are different, but we're different by putting our clients first, truly. So that's a really long ad that we just had for, <laughs> for Charterhouse. But, you know, hey, you bought it. You joined us. So must must have worked at some point. I bought it. Yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker, man. These, I'm such a sucker. So call Ross. Yeah. Call, call Nate. Call whoever. Just call one of us. And uh, let us help you buy and sell a house. And we think you'll like it. We know you'll love it. How about that? No, 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 no. We think you'll like it. (laughs) (laughs) Strong endorsement there. That's right. With that, good luck to you. Stay safe. And we will see you next week. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support, and we will talk to you next week.